Hello, friends. My name is Trish Dietz, and I have the blessing of sharing this Christmas podcast with you today. Well, my house has been decorated with my tree up, lights on the house, and Christmas music playing since before Thanksgiving. Would you agree that Christmas songs, they stir something within us, don't they? Memories, maybe anticipation, joy, and you know, sometimes even sorrow. We were driving recently, and the song I'll Be Home for Christmas was on, and I told Jeff, this song makes me sad. I was remembering Christmas in Iowa with my big family there, and so Jeff reached down to turn down the radio, and I said, no, no, turn it up. Turn it louder. (laughs) You know, sometimes we just need a good, deep cry, and then we remind ourselves to be thankful even through the tears, the memories, and to focus, obviously, clearly on Jesus. Well, my favorite Christmas song this year is Chris Tomlin's Holy Forever. It's actually my favorite worship song right now. Not limiting our praise to O Holy Night that we sing among other songs for a month a year, but ongoing praise to the one who is indeed holy forever. Some of the lyrics of that song, a thousand generations falling down in worship to sing the song of ages to the Lamb, and all who've gone before us and all who will believe will sing the song of ages to the Lamb. Your name is the highest. Your name is the greatest. Your name stands above them all. All thrones and dominions, all powers and positions, your name stands above them all. And the angels cry, holy, all creation cries, holy. You are lifted high, holy, holy forever. We each sing a song to the Lord. When we sing that song, we join a thousand generations and sing that song forever to the Lamb. You know, true Christmas songs, they have the gospel in them. The focus is and should be on Jesus, his love, the joy he brings, peace, hope, joy to the world, silent night, holy night, O little town of Bethlehem, O holy night. They're all songs with the gospel in them that we sing at Christmas time. Well, this year, the theme, as I said, in my heart, stronger than ever, is focusing on the holiness of Jesus. Responding to the holiness of Jesus, I want to look at our time together at Mary and Joseph in the Christmas story, how they responded, and how we can make application. Mary and Joseph, each in some ways, they sang a song with their lives in response to Jesus' coming. The prologue to the Christmas story, before the announcement and the birth of Christ, It was told that the coming of this Messiah, the long-awaited hope for Israel promised in scriptures, was ready to be fulfilled. This was the greatest beginning in history. Man would be privileged not only to witness, but be a part of the plan unfolding since the beginning. Mary and Joseph were approached by an angel and basically told, God is about to do something new and has been planned since before time began. And you? Well, you are each chosen to be a part of it, 
to witness firsthand. And to each, the angel said, do not be afraid. At the moment that news was conveyed, a choice was set before them. For Joseph and Mary, this news brought immediate and lifelong change to the plans they had. Their honorable plans included marriage, and I'm certain both were in preparation for a life that would honor God. Matthew 1, Joseph, a just man, upon discovering Mary was with child, he contemplated the right thing to do. From his perspective, the best solution was quietly call off his plans with Mary. But then the angel told Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. This is God's doing. The son she bears shall be called Jesus, and he will take away the sins of the world. Then the angel quoted the fulfillment of Scripture to come from Isaiah 7:14. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which means God was with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary as his wife. Joseph's example is bold, brave faith, obedience. When Joseph woke up, he had the knowledge that this was the Lord's doing, and it was confirmed with scriptures. He needed to trust and obey. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife. So Joseph's song in his heart and through his life was a song of faith and obedience. We don't read that he was scared, that it was hard. We read that he believed and obeyed. He sang this song with his life. Now we're going to look more closely at Mary, how this new work was revealed to her and her response. I encourage you to read the full account of the Christmas story in Luke 1 and 2. But in summary, the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary with a greeting and assured her that there was no reason to be afraid. The Lord is not only with her, but she had found favor with God. He told her of the plan to miraculously conceive and deliver Jesus. He said, This child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God, for nothing will be impossible with God. Mary's beautiful response was, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. This new work was revealed in seconds, but it had been planned since the beginning of time. Her whole life ahead, nothing like she imagined or prepared for. She asked Gabriel, how can this be? You know, that's not a question marked with unbelief. She was a virgin. She didn't doubt God's ability. She just didn't understand the means to arrive at his plan being fulfilled. That's certainly a reminder for all of us. Never doubt God's ability, even when we can't see how. When she was told, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, he will do the impossible. She was then willing and yielded, and her response was, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Because of Mary's reverence for God, she was able to have calm confidence in her surrender. 
Again, what an example. Calm confidence as we surrender our lives and our plans to the Lord. She knew God was able to secure for her more than any human being could provide. He would give her the physical, emotional strength to endure all the uncertainties that lie ahead. Because of her reverence, she found quiet contentment in this call on her life. Her cousin Elizabeth would later say of Mary, Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. What did Mary's song sound like? We don't know the tune, but we have recorded in Scripture the words. Luke 1, 46-55 is often referred to Mary's song, the Magnificat. It's a song of certain confidence at most uncertain circumstances. She had hope. Though it meant a change in her plans, her dreams, the way she thought her life would go, Mary had a song of praise on her lips because her heart and her mind were right with God. She had a desire to honor and please God only, and with God's help, abiding in Him, the actions would follow. Mary's song was simple in theme. It's an uncomplicated declaration of why she can trust God. So Mary's song was a song of devotion and hope. The truth is, this is a timeless song that should be sung through the ages of any child of God. Her song, in part, from Luke 1, Mary says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Her song of hope is all about God. Eight times in these ten verses of the entire song, she says, He has. It's a song of praise to God, glory to Him, overwhelming joy for what He has done, and the celebration for what He will do, specifically the coming of her Savior. Oh, Mary saw God high and lifted up. She saw him as holy and all her being, all her soul wanted him magnified. She knows God as her Savior. He's mighty, holy, strong. He fills, he helps, remembers, he speaks. Everything in Mary was devoted to God being glorified. Her hope was in, and she rejoiced in God, her Savior. God had regarded her. In her humility, she realizes she doesn't deserve this. I wouldn't doubt that this song in her heart, she dropped to her knees, that God would choose her, use her. She's completely humble. She regards herself, as says said, as a maidservant. That's the lowest form of servanthood. She says, I am the Lord's slave. A total submission, yielding, and obedience to the plan of God. She is declaring in humility that God is mindful of the state of his servant. Wow, what a comfort to us. No matter what we go through, 
God is mindful of the state of his servant. This young Jewish virgin was betrothed, pledged to be married to Joseph. She was around 14 years old. Culturally, that age for marriage and motherhood, this was not uncommon. She was from Nazareth in a region of Galilee. People from Judah hated the Jews from Galilee because of their contact with the Gentiles. And those in Nazareth, they were especially despised. But but God regarded her. He was working on her behalf. He sees, he hears, he knows, he plans, he acts. He's faithful. Her Savior was to be born. God chose her. He was mindful of her. What she would trust God for now would be remembered in future generations. It's not about the temporal. It's about the eternal. Jesus was one who continually moved about and reached out to the nobodies in life. He always saw people differently than others did. So it is no surprise that the mother of our Lord was humble Mary. Mary was chosen for the highest human call ever, to care for, love, nurture, feed, clothe, watch over her child, the Son of God. A queen in a palace wasn't chosen, nor a woman in a city with a broad reputation of good deeds. That's not who God chose. He entrusted this woman who would seek the best for her child. Oh, I hope and pray this is an encouragement to all you mothers out there who think that raising children is thankless. It's important to God. Your sacrifice, your faithfulness to raise these children in the ways of the Lord, to know that they are on loan a gift from God, it's so important. It's the highest calling and a precious privilege and it has eternal significance. In this song of devotion and hope, she declares God is her helper to a very needy group. She, helpless, hungry, humble. Do any of those describe you? He fills those who are needy with good things. Throughout Scripture, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Mary remembers God's faithfulness to her personally. He has done great things for her. He is holy. His name is holy. Such reverence. God is merciful to his people throughout all generations. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His power in bringing down all those who oppose to his kingdom and his people. She remembered and thanked God for his faithful care in protection and provision for Israel in the past. She remembered and thanked God for what he would do in the future. Mary knew the scriptures. If you cross-reference this song, you'll see it's full of Old Testament references. God keeps his promises. There was no indication that Mary fully understood what her willing obedience would mean. How did she handle the stresses and sorrows she certainly experienced? Was her song of devotion and hope ever extinguished? I don't believe so. Did her life become easier 
and the burdens wiped out by saying yes to the Lord? No, they didn't. Though scripture records a few times where perhaps Mary could only sing in her heart, Luke 2, 19, Mary kept all these things, treasured certain things, and quietly pondered them in her heart. I love the sweetness of this picture of Mary, the tenderness, the passion, the faith. She treasured these things. That means she guarded them. She kept them within herself closely. One translation says she kept on keeping together all these things. I like that. Her reverence began with a right, humble heart, one day at a time. Nothing about this call in her life was easy. Thirty-three years later, the journey to the cross to watch her innocent son was excruciating, I'm sure, for her mother's heart. Simeon would prophesy to Mary that a sword would pierce her soul. Until Jesus died and rose again, Mary would have the stigma and suffer rumors of the worst thing a virtuous woman could be accused of, pregnancy out of wedlock. The hurtful reputation would be attached to her until Jesus rose, and for hard-hearted unbelievers, those accusations would never be gone. Our songs of faith, obedience, hope, and joyful praise are such a beautiful anthem to all around us in the most difficult of circumstances. Mary had the unique privilege of God both holding her in his hand and her holding God the Son in her arms. Ladies, we hold in our hands the Word of God. We're told to treasure His Word, study, obey, protect, declare, believe. Holy is His Word. Jesus, as recorded in John 1, the living Word of God became flesh. He is holy forever since the beginning of time. And this message repeated to each of us today is do not be afraid. I bring you a message of great joy. The choice is ours to accept, to believe, to be a part of Christ's ongoing work. And then in total reverence, echo Mary, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Like Joseph, will we sing a song of obedience and faith? Like Mary, will our song be a song of devotion and hope, even if all seems hopeless? I mentioned my favorite Christmas and worship song this year is Holy Forever. Do you know that that song is being sung right now in heaven and will be throughout eternity? Revelation 4.8 says, day after day, night after night, they keep on saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. As Christians, no matter where we are in the choir, we should all be singing a song of faith, hope, joy, holy is the Lord. Our song cannot be based on seasons or calendars or the temperature of how you feel. It certainly can't be based on any human limitations or strengths. 
even if there's no rational grounds, one can and should have a steady song of faith, hope, and joy to the Holy One. You sing your song, I'll sing mine, and together, God hears a wonderful chorus of praise breaking through for His glory. Merry Christmas, ladies.